Before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that tickets to The One, which is our two-day in-person leadership experience, are now available at early bird pricing. So if you're in Australia or New Zealand, then you're absolutely going to want to check this out. The One is designed to expand leadership capacity with big shifts reported from participants in confidence, communication, directiveness, solutions thinking, decision making and even conflict resolution. You can check out the case studies over on the website of people who have already done this event and the results they experienced across multiple areas of their lives months later. It has just been such a catalyst for change. That's been more impactful and I've had more revelations and light bulb moments go off than anything that I've ever looked at. I feel like my perspective has completely shifted. It's just, it's been life changing for me. Do yourself a favour and get this locked in for yourself before prices go up. Grab your tickets to one of the events in either Australia or New Zealand over at theoneliveevent.com. It's also linked below. There is an opportunity cost also of not being willing to go through that icky feeling. If we're not willing to feel icky and just to be with the ickiness of saying no to people into valuing our time more than we value keeping other people perhaps like comfortable and having them like us, then there's an opportunity cost of that. And what we're actually doing is we're trading a temporary moment of feeling comfortable for a longer term experience in our life of actually having the kind of life that we really want. I'm Kate Ruby Aroha, the founder of She Leads Live, Australia and New Zealand's largest women's leadership and empowerment event. With 17 years experience as a senior trainer, I've led government contracts that create national change and have spent over a decade facilitating advanced leadership experiences throughout New Zealand, Australia and Southeast Asia. One of the things I've learned is that the stuff we tell ourselves in our head doesn't reflect our true capacity. And as women, we can be pretty good at minimizing our power. The reason I do this work is because I see so many incredible women with massive potential buying into the things that hold them back. And I want to change that. My intention is that these episodes remind you that the self-doubt and the fears that you've been having about your next level are all totally normal. And my hope is that these conversations light a fire in your belly to go after your big dreams. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Hey, it's Kate. And in this conversation, we're going to talk about opportunity cost. This is two words that have been rattling around inside of me for some time now, forcing me to reassess how I'm spending my time. And the last couple of episodes have been along the lines of this theme. But in this particular episode, I want to talk about really what opportunity cost is and how to, and I guess an encouragement to really, really assess where you're spending your time and what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to. Because I guess what I've learned now more than ever is that when we are saying yes to something, we really are saying no to something else. If you think about you've got $100 in your hand, 
how you spend that $100 and the choice you make in how you spend or invest that $100 means that you're saying no to spending it and investing it in other ways. Let's say, for example, you choose to spend that $100 by um, spending it on um, going out for dinner. Okay, so there's an, there's an impact of going out for dinner. There's a, an experience of going out for dinner. And you might really, really enjoy and love that experience. And that may be really the best way that you can use it because it just has you feel so amazing. You could equally use that $100 to go gambling and then lose the whole thing. You could equally use $100 to invest into a program or into a therapy session. And then what's the ripple effect of the impact of that? So the point of opportunity cost is that when we're faced with a choice of how we spend our time or how we spend our money, is that we can't use that finite resource in more than one way. And however we choose to use that finite resource, whatever we're saying yes to in our choice of it, we're saying no to the alternatives. And the opportunity cost is what were the potential benefits of those alternatives that we're saying no to. Now, this has smacked me around lately in a fucking awesome way that I'm really grateful for <laughs> to look at the areas that I was, I guess, just unconsciously saying yes to and where I was giving away or just like doing things that felt good, that were like, yes, it's a good idea. Oh, this may as well, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I won't go down to that. But I'll just pause that moment there. And saying yes to them and doing them and, and spending my time in areas that weren't like, Kate, is this absolutely the best way that you can be spending that one hour of your time? Then my time had got filled up with things that weren't my main thing. That weren't the things that really were an investment of my time and were massively in alignment with the, the shit that, you know, is just banging around in my heart and the stuff that keeps me awake at night. You'll probably have heard about some of the stuff in the last couple of episodes, but good Lord, I have gotten ruthless with how I'm spending my time. You know, saying completely no to one -on -one, new one-on-one -on -one coaching going forward. That is a mind-blowing game changer that for the first time in 10 to 12 years of being in business, it's the first time ever that I'm actually no longer doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and just not available for it at all. So yes, I do do business strategy sessions as one-off business strategy sessions. And um, that's really cool. And that's a decision that I've made because it just does bring me so much joy and so much juice. But what I've done with that extra time of not doing coaching is that I've put it into creating uh, programs and I've got some really cool shit coming out that's going to serve so many more people than if I'm sitting just doing a one-to-one -one type of a session. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff has been stuff that I've just been so chomping at the bit. Like, it's the kind of stuff that I fantasize about being able to offer to more women. But I just haven't had the time and capacity because I guess... I'm also just not willing to burn the candle at both ends these days. And so if I want to birth the things that are in my heart and provide the things that really freaking just feel so good for me, then I can't do that and be trying to coach everyone. I can't do that and be over available here and there. Another area that I've been looking at lately is uh, in terms of opportunity cost is around 
actually bringing in more talent around me to help support with some of the areas that either I'm just a lot slower at or that are a better use of someone else's time or to pay someone else to do it so that I can focus on where and just double down on the things that I'm uniquely um, designed for. So one of those areas is writing. Like I was talking to my group the other day with the women in my group and just saying that I'm a really slow writer. Like I like my writing. I think I'm a good writer and I enjoy the process, but also I'm really slow at it. And uh, my team let me know that I had uh, about like 10 creative emails to write. And this was just this morning. When I looked at it, I was like, oh my goodness. So just looking at my calendar to look where I was going to schedule that in to sit down and write. Because for me, you know, writing those emails, I'm not going to just whip out some, what I would think is as crap. I, I like putting out content that feels that I'm actually really connected to and that feels like quality to me and that has more than that it's just it's just got heart and soul in it and I uh for me with my writing to get the heart and soul in it it really takes time to to tap into the heart and soul for myself and then and to write from that place so anyway I'm looking at my calendar I'm thinking how how many hours I'm gonna put aside to write these 10 emails then I thought to myself you know what I think I'm just gonna pay someone to do this because there's an opportunity cost of me sitting there for a number of hours to really write and shape and, and craft these 10 beautiful soul-based kind of emails. And you know what? I know an extraordinary writer who just so gets me. We're so freaking aligned. She's so gritty as well. I just She's also a Kiwi. And so I just thought, no, that's such a perfect investment. And because there is an opportunity cost. If I spend half a day doing that, what am I saying no to that I could be doing with that time? And so I reached out to her and just waiting for her to get back to me. And I'm just, you know, just that those decisions of bringing in more talent around me. We have also just hired an incredible woman for our social media stuff and particularly with She Live event. And you'll see coming out on our socials, uh, you know, over the, starting from today actually, over the weeks and months ahead, just so much incredible She Live event content. And it's all just so, it's such an alignment with uh, with the heart and soul of She. And once again, there's just no point in me doing it because there's such an opportunity cost of what it takes to produce that kind of heart and soul felt content. It just takes a while. And so anyway, we've um, hired someone and she's so amazing to do that. So yeah, I just, I hope this is a useful conversation for anyone who's listening to really consider that where you're spending your time, whatever you're choosing, whatever you're saying yes to, you're actually saying no to other things. And while sometimes at face value, it might seem like, oh, it's just an hour or it's just half an hour, but really it's an hour of your time that you could be investing, even if it's investing in caring for yourself in nourishing yourself and in winding down and I know for me these are freaking awesome investments of my time is to do things with an hour or two hours that are truly actually filling my tank geez this that's just that's everything and um I got a I actually got a message recently and it just made me go oh my god a lady who I don't know never met the person at all before 
reached out to me and she said, um, hey Kate, I'm so-and-so, I know we haven't met before, I see you do this, I'm just wondering uh, if you could please hop on a call with me so I can ask you these kinds of questions that will help me with my thing. And she said, it will only take a quick 20 minutes. <laughs> it was that bit that had me go, what? It'll only take a quick 20 minutes. Now look, all due respect for a bold request. But I think we've got to, what, what we're, what's perhaps not been or been underappreciated is that 20 minutes isn't not just nothing. 20 minutes, if I've been with my kids and managing business and doing all sorts of things, 20 minutes is a moment that I could have to myself and put my feet up and nurture myself. 20 minutes is something is, is a moment that I could be talking on the phone to my mum and to my parents and having an opportunity there. 20 minutes isn't just 20 minutes. It's not just nothing. It's like there is an opportunity cost. And I guess I want to encourage anyone who's listening to this conversation, if you are being pulled around to do little bits of stuff here and there, if you're answering all sorts of requests of your time, if you're jumping to all sorts of things that even do feel like they might be a good idea, like, oh, maybe it's a good idea to do that. Maybe I should be doing that. Then I just encourage you to consider what saying yes to all of those things that feel like maybe a good idea are actually costing you. Before I take you back to the episode, I want to remind you to come on over and connect with me on my new Instagram at KateRubyAroha. While you're there, feel free to flick me a DM, say hi, and let me know what you're getting out of these episodes. I'll chat with you over there. I was talking to a lady the other day who's uh, taken herself away for four weeks to really double down on the business actions from the action plan that we had. And she's got probably about two months worth of things to get completed in a month's time. And... I also then noticed that she was adding additional stuff to her plate during that month that were nice to-dos, but they weren't her main thing. They weren't from the action plan. Now, here's the thing. She had to stay diligent that if she wanted to complete the four weeks, having moved the needle, honestly, probably more than two months, probably moving the needle four months worth, then she had to stay focused. And... What that meant is that she couldn't also be doing interviews on different podcasts. She couldn't also be a guest interview on different summits. She couldn't also be doing this, that, and the other thing. So I challenged her to cancel every single thing that had been planned and requested of her during that four weeks that was not on her core list. And that was really challenging for her because she had to contact people and say, look, I know I said that I was going to meet you. Um, I'm not going to now. Um, I know I said that I'd be doing this interview. I'm not available for that now. And literally she scrubbed her four-week calendar clean of any extra appointments. And there was extra appointments all over the freaking show. Because I guess she also hadn't realized how much she was saying yes to people. If someone wanted some of her time, she would say yes, 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 yes. And then the impact of that is that she was had the, the possible future of this four weeks being that she was trying to then 
cram her main items around all of these appointments for an entire four weeks, which is ludicrous because her main thing was getting the main things done so that when she got to the end of the month, she had moved the needle so significantly that it was going to put her in a different place in her business. So there was an opportunity cost if she hadn't have um, had the, I guess, inner diligence to actually go back and cancel all the stuff. There would have been a major opportunity cost. And now I think when it comes to opportunity cost, there's no right or wrong. And we're the ones that we get to decide for ourselves based on what we know matters to us. Then by running it through our own checks, we get to say what is the best use of our time. But in doing that, sometimes we've got to challenge ourselves to remember that we can also say no to people. We can also turn down offers, opportunities and requests that might feel like, yeah, it would be a good idea. Like maybe it's a good idea to get on the podcast. But when you really look at it, it might be a podcast with that no one's going to listen to it. I don't know. You know what it is. You've got to just encourage you <laughs> to um, review things for yourself and ask yourself some quality questions before you say yes to anything, before you knee-jerk to doing the things and leaping in and uh, filling your time and your space with all sorts of stuff um, without truly asking yourself, is this the best use of your time? Because I think, you know, we're all busy in life, but I guess the question is, is, is that busyness with stuff that either fills us up and fills our tank or moves us forward in the areas that actually are meaningful to us? Or is it just busy, filled with the junk food version of time fillers? Where we're in conversations with people that we don't want to be in. Where we're doing things because we just forgot to say no. Where we're doing things out of obligation. Whether we're doing stuff out of the martyr saviour mode. Or whether we're saying yes to opportunities because we're like, yeah, uh, it, it's it's going to be a good opportunity. Well, Sometimes we can have four or five good opportunities in front of us, but they're not always, they're not all valued with the same level of weight and impact. And so it takes a level of willingness and discernment to look at the opportunities in front of us and to weed out the things that, that aren't the, the highest level of value for us. And the things that make uh, make a difference to us. So opportunity cost definitely been something that's just been plugging around in my head for some time. And the result of being in a real inquiry with this conversation for myself for the last two to three months actually has meant that my life now, compared to where it was a few months back, and my calendar now compared to where it was a few months back. And where I'm focusing my time now, compared to a few months back and before then, is significantly different. And as a result, the even the way I feel on the inside is significantly different. So it is an inquiry that's worth having, but it doesn't come without its challenge. It doesn't come without sometimes the icky feeling of when we say no to something that, or someone that we previously would have said yes to. Or we put down a boundary in a way that respects our time in a way that maybe we wouldn't have said have done previously. 
sometimes it can come with that icky feeling and that icky feeling is just part of the journey that we've got to take if we want the result. You know, I get to have the opportunity now of this kind of uh, how this feels and my um, ability to focus in the areas now that I really want to because I've gone through this process of really cleaning up my space and my time space and my calendar and where I'm focusing my time and stuff. Because I guess if you put it this way, there is an opportunity cost also of not being willing to go through that icky feeling. If we're not willing to feel icky and just to be with the ickiness of saying no to people and to valuing our time more than we value keeping other people perhaps like comfortable and having them like us, then there's an opportunity cost of that. And what we're actually doing is we're trading a temporary moment of feeling comfortable for a longer term experience in our life of actually having the kind of life that we really want. There is an opportunity cost. And one of the things that I find is the biggest opportunity cost of not being okay with feeling uncomfortable initially is we trade off for having the life that we actually truly want. So one of the things I usually say in my coaching or in any of these episodes is that one of the biggest things that we can gift ourselves is the ability to feel uncomfortable without running in the opposite direction, to go through the uncomforts the discomfort that comes up when we're actually growing and structurally changing things within our lives and within ourselves, that feels uncomfortable. Oh my God. The amount of structural life shifts that we have been through within our relationship, within our family, within how Kate is doing Kate in the world, with how our businesses. We've gone through so many structural shifts in the last number of months, even alone, and those have not felt comfortable. Not a single moment of them has felt comfortable. I've felt the the shifting of the gears and the cogs inside of me as essentially my identity has changed along with saying no to all of these things. It's interesting that our identity is so intrinsically wound into the fabric of what we say yes and no to. That when we start saying no to the things that we previously said yes to because we're valuing our time and our investment of our time and our inner resources at a different level, then that challenges our identity. And after a bit of time, we can feel the cogs of our identity changing and upgrading to match the things that we're now saying yes to. And that's not always a comfortable thing, believe me. When we go through identity level shifts, they're uncomfortable, but that's the opportunity cost. There's an opportunity cost. If we don't, if we're not willing to let ourselves go through the uncomfort of an identity shift, then what we sell out for is the way that things have always been. <laughs> so I hope, I hope you've got something out of this conversation for yourself. And uh, I encourage you to look at your own life and where you're investing your time and what you're saying yes to, whether you're consciously even doing it or you're just doing it out of like this knee-jerk response of always being a yes to requests and things that um, people ask of you, or whether you are doing a lot of things, and this is really where it was for me, is that I was pretty good at saying no to people. But what I hadn't re-evaluated in my life was the value of different units of my time being spent in things that felt good but weren't the number one thing 
So I hope you got something out of this. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram and let me know what you got out of it. And also, if you have a podcast topic request for a topic or a question that you would love for me to dive into in a future podcast episode of She Leads a New Future, DM me over on Instagram at Kate Ruby Aroha with your podcast request and I'll add it to the list. Have an awesome day and I'll see you in the next episode of She Leads a New Future. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This is a reminder that if you're in Australia or New Zealand and you haven't yet got your tickets to the one, then go to the website now, find the location closest to you and get it sorted. Early bird tickets will be ending soon. Man, massive breakthroughs, like unbelievable. Having the balls to actually be myself and not run away from challenges that I've probably run away from in the past and take them head on. It's taken me to another place. I'm just not the same person that I was when I walked in. If you get an opportunity to experience this event, do it for you and everyone around you.